I'm Alec Baldwin, and you are listening to Mission Daily, selected as Best of 2018 by Apple. Mission Daily is the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mission Daily. This is Mindset Week. Woohoo! And we are on the third episode. So by now, you might have an idea of how you can build an unstoppable mindset. But the challenge with that is what do you do after you have it? It's not something that is going to remain unless you protect it. Because there are forces at work, both uh, resistance with a capital R, that Pressfield always talks about. So resistance is always conspiring against you. And then there are other forces in the world, culture, society, the news, social media, that are conspiring to rob you of your mindset and motivation. So how do you protect that unstoppable mindset that you're building? This episode, we're going to dive into seven ways. So in the last episode, we talked about seven lesser emotions. And the idea with those is you're going to feel them. So how do you go about feeling them and then transforming them? And uh, when you feel those lesser emotions, you want to transform them into something positive or just recognize them or maybe not even judge them. But now let's get into protection. All right. So let's start off with the first one. You already kind of teased it a bit, but transforming the lesser emotions that you know would come up throughout the days, maybe or throughout the weeks. So how do you take something and transform it completely to actually help you protect your mindset? Yeah. So in the example of anger, uh, sorry for everybody that's listening. You obviously probably heard me getting a little upset with some of those. Like I am, I'm passionate about some of these things and I can't relive stories from the past or anything like that and share them unless I get into the emotion that I felt at that time. So when you hear that frustration with some things, when you hear that anger, what it is, is energy basically. And what you can do with that energy is up to you. So when you feel frustrated, when you feel angry, you can take that energy and put it into a creative project, into your work, into the gym. Or So this is something I've been doing lately that I found is really helpful, being a more active or better listener. And when you're frustrated, often it's a sign that you're not listening as well as you should. Often it's a sign you're not communicating as well as you should. So I found that anytime you're feeling frustrated, it's usually an opportunity to listen more closely to the people closest to you and to those whose opinion you trust. I like that. So maybe every emotion has a different way that you should transform it. But yeah, like you were saying, in the like when someone's frustrated, you can transform it to how can I be a better listener? What's making me frustrated? Yeah. So every emotion might be tied to something different. Yeah. When you feel envy, when you feel like, you know, you might slide into becoming a, a hater or someone who criticizes the women and men in the arena of business or in the arena of life who are doing things at a level higher than what you're doing them at, it's easy to think envious thoughts or it's easy to make sarcastic jokes and just hate on them. It's way harder to lift them up and do what we talked about before of steel manning. And it's not, you know, you don't have to be obsequious or bootlicking or you know anything like that, but you should explore supporting people. And I mean, really it, like it gets back to the golden rule. Like, what do you want others saying about you? 
All right, let's move on to the second way to protect an unstoppable mindset. You have to model people who are at a place where you want to be or who embody the mindset that you want to protect. And you don't have to model everything they do, but you should explore modeling and mimicking a lot of what they do. And this is something that people think imitation's horrible and to a certain extent, maybe. But if you can model someone in a conscious way and recognize what they're doing that you respect and then model that in your own life, it's very powerful for a couple different reasons. Number one, we've all seen examples of people who on social media try to make a really strong sta- uh, statement. So I'm going to make this statement. I'm not following anybody. I don't, I don't follow anybody. I'm a trailblazer that doesn't need help from anyone. I've never, ever looked up to anyone. And that type of statement, sometimes maybe it's valuable to them. Maybe it's uh, a nice marketing thing that they do. But I think that generally, if you can't admit where you've drawn inspiration in the past, you're probably not conscious of your imitation and you're probably not conscious of your imitative behaviors and you have no idea where they're leading you. So a lot of people who claim to not have any type of model or inspiration in my, I'm speaking personally here, obviously I haven't seen them be able to recognize or acknowledge the support that they've received from other people. And I know personally and professionally, I can't really justify doing business with people who can't acknowledge where they receive inspiration, can't acknowledge where they've received support. These are people who tend to be takers in business and they tend to be very, very hyper aggressive in terms of you can't negotiate with them. You can't structure a deal. You can't collaborate because they think that they've done everything by themselves and that every good idea is their idea. Yep. The word takers just brought back nostalgia <laughs> with your cartoons where you always drew makers versus, you didn't always draw, you drew it once, makers versus takers. And for anyone who doesn't know, I always say this, Chad is a great drawer. He draws really well. <laughs> and every time he says, no, I'm not. But anyways, that's a side tangent. Okay. So find people that you can model after. I think that's great. Also you can make thinking more tangents if you like, I mean I do love a good complimentary tangent. Complimentary tangents are <laughs> I'll try and, I'll try and think of more. Complimentary tangents. That sounds like a fruit. It does. But yeah, I think also remembering act as if and it will be. I don't know if someone famous said that, but it comes to mind thinking that like if you're acting as if, you know, the person you're modeling in your life, if you're kind of acting like you were them, good things maybe start happening because you have that confidence. You have that mm. new, you know, ability to want to move things forward, to push stuff forward like they would. So I know that has personally helped me finding someone who I can model actions after, whether it's maybe in the fitness space or in the business space or anywhere and just acting like I'm them until it starts feeling real. So Definitely. let's move to the third one. Talk therapy. You what and we're I doing are right now. As I was say, yeah. we're already doing this, but I know even on walks and stuff, we're trying to move in that direction to just talk more mm-hmm. because a lot of times you feel like you talk to people all day, but what kind of conversations are you having? Right. And is it a conversation that is helping your relationship and making you feel more connected and you're listening and you have empathy? Right. I think focusing on how you talk and, you know, the topic doesn't always matter. I don't think it's more of how you communicate with each other. And if you are genuinely interested in getting to know that person better and connect with them on a deeper level. And I think it takes a lot of work to get to a place where both people in a conversation can be genuinely interested. It takes both parties actively listening 
and showing cues that they're listening to each other, sometimes asking for clarification of what the other person means, and then a lot of patience because it takes time to listen to something, think about a response, and then respond in a loving way and be thinking about tonality and everything. And it can sound like, oh man, that's that's so much work. If you're not willing to make that type of investment in your relationships, they're not going to get better and you're not going to be able to do more things and better things. And you're going to basically stay stuck in silly feedback loops where it's the same argument, like a year later, things have changed, but really they're the same. You're having the same type of arguments and you don't want that. Nobody, nobody out there that's listening wants to be having the same type of arguments that they're having uh, a year later. Arguments aren't bad, but if you're having the same ones over and over, that's bad. Yep. All right. On to number four, immersion therapy with your fears. I think about um, who was it that lived on, you know, a dollar a day to prove that Elon Musk, $2 oh, yeah, well, a day, $2 yeah. a day, Elon Musk to prove that, okay, if that's like the one thing I'm fearing, let me just go after it. So definitely. And this is something that anybody can do. Not many people want to do. So whatever you're fearful of, you can start to expose yourself to it in small bits and obviously do this with the help of a trained professional. I wouldn't advocate anybody do anything unless they seek trained counsel because unfortunately people are crazy. You have to add those legal caveats everywhere. Okay. But, well, a lot of people that, are. Sir. <laughs> a lot of people are. So how do you engage in immersion therapy? I think there are many ways to go about this. The professional route is there, but another route is just talking to your spouse and your friends and saying, I'm thinking about doing this thing and push yourself off the ledge in conversation. So cut off retreat, cut off the option for you to back out of what you say you're going to do. If you're going to do stand-up comedy, if you're going to do improv, go do it. If you're going to write something, go write it. If you're going to quit the next time somebody says something to you that's, that's horrible, go do it. Be about it. And th this is something that it's available to all of us, but it's really tough to practice. Yep. All right. I'm going to blend five and six together because you have lift, which I'm assuming you mean heavy weight lifting, and then cardio is number six. Yeah. So exercise Man. is important. I just, I don't see any way around this. When I'm not lifting heavy weights, I don't feel good. And I, I know that sounds basic. It sounds like uh, some type of ape. Yeah, in many ways, that's all I am. I mean, and, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But, but I, do, I will say, when people have asked me, you know, what the most beneficial workout has been, and especially for women, I think it's hard to see results as quickly as men. I always tell them that anytime I started doing deadlifts with you and kettlebell swings and actually using weights mm -hmm. in my workouts, along with cardio and other things like that, like yoga and stuff, that was when I saw the biggest results, which a lot of people, especially women, are like, well, I don't want to get buff. I'm like, girl, don't worry. You're not going to get buff yeah, by really. you know, using weights. But that's like a common misconception that I think holds at least women back when it comes to working out sometimes. And not everyone. That was even me in the beginning. I think mm -hmm. I told you, I'm like, I don't want my arms to blow up. And you're like, don't flatter yourself, Steph. You're not going to get these huge, like bulky Hulk arms. So yeah, it's really, really tough to do. So uh, just remember deadlifts and squats are biomechanically two of the safest heavy weight bearing exercises that you can do. If you do them right. If you do them right. And yeah. not many people do. So this is a great way to cut the amount of time required 
in lifting and in working out is just do heavier exercises under the guidance of trained professionals. And cardio is great too because it's a mind game. Running is horrible. Doing cardio, not fun. Can't really think of any times where it's been fun. I'm trying. I'm trying to think here. I actually like cardio. Man, I don't. As I, long I like, as I have some good music, and afterwards, it just feels so good. I like and being different. finished. Yeah, that's for sure. The after effects are great, but running, eh, not so much. But it's a great way to protect your mindset uh, if, if you're doing that, and if you're keeping track of your time and the distances that you're running and pushing yourself in that regard, you will notice it affecting every other area of your life. I agree. All right. Next one is another kind of like two-parter. So in talking with Sean in the first episode, one of the things that he pointed out is that in the first 30 minutes of the day, and then I believe the last 30 minutes of the day, your mind is still, uh, he didn't say this, but I think it's the technical terms are your mind has more theta waves at this point where you're still waking up. You're not yet in alpha wave mode. And that's, uh, I could just be butchering that. But the point is that you're very susceptible to outside influences during this period of time. So maybe not the best time to check your inbox. Maybe it's the best time to read or go over your to-do list for the day or affirmations or have a walk and talk with somebody that cares about you and really get focused and not put any type of input in front of your mind that's predicated on fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And then in the last 30 minutes of your day, a great idea is to reflect on the day at hand. So this is something that Benjamin Franklin did. He would write in his journal and he would be reflecting over the course of the day, what happened, how could he do it better, what errors had he made in judgment. And this is a great practice for anybody. I want to get better at journaling with this. And there are many ways that you can practice gratitude. And one way is just writing it down in a journal. It can be just for you. And that's a great way to get started. It's private. You don't have to share it with anybody. And you can basically develop the habit of not censoring yourself and writing your true and honest thoughts at the beginning or at the end of each day. Yep. And yeah, that's a really good point. I like thinking about this first 30 minutes. I actually want to look into the research more of that to see how that works because this morning I did something new where I woke up, but I, I was still laying in bed with you and Grayson. And I started reading because I couldn't really get out. I mean, Grayson was on one arm. I had Toasty down at my feet. You were on the other side. So I was kind yeah, of stuck. You had a really bad hangover. And what? No, I didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyways, I was stuck in bed. I was boxed in. So I just reached over and grabbed, you know, the book that I'm reading right now. And I remember more from that book, just from reading about 20 minutes this morning. Right. And it was maybe like 630 in the morning Mm -hmm. than I usually ever remember from reading because there was no distractions. And so, yeah, I'd be interested in looking at that research a bit more to see why. But also resetting the day's events at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and visualizing how the next day is going to look is, yeah, I think a really great habit to get in that I want to start doing now. Definitely. All right. And that wraps it up for this episode. And in the final episode, we've been doing the sevens all over the place here. There's no no hidden reason at all, except for the fact that seven is uh, it's a kind of a great number because it's easy for your mind to remember all seven things. And in the final episode tomorrow, we're going to be talking about seven secret ways to level up your mindset to an elite level. That sounds like an information product. It's not. We're not selling anything in the last episode. So stay tuned and we will see you then. See you then. 
Mission.org is a media company with a daily newsletter, network of podcasts, and brand studio designed to accelerate learning. Head to Mission.org to get award-winning podcasts like The Mission Daily, The Story, IT Visionaries, Education Trends, Marketing Trends, Future of Cities, and more. Mission Studios has worked with companies like Salesforce, Twilio, and Katera to create custom media channels that drive results. Make sure to subscribe to the Mission's daily newsletter at mission.org. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.